Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me this Friday evening. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Tonight is the Friday night bonus hole. Yay! This is where we go to see all the bonus things I missed over the course of the week. It doesn't mean anything else. I don't know what you're thinking about. Get your mind out of the gutters. Come on, guys. Tonight we are joined by special guest Dip. If you can see him, oh, he moved already. He's vanished. Well, he was right behind me, I swear. Um, Andy was back there earlier. I tweeted a picture of him with his Public Square t-shirt on. Uh, he wants to be referred to as a, quote, Public Square squirrel. Very squirrely indeed. Yeah, it was a great picture. I recommend it to everyone. Oh, Andy tweeted. Did Andy know you took that picture? It wasn't a picture. It was a recording. And I did show it to him before... I posted it. Don't worry. It was a little shady, I admit, but don't worry. He was doing Public Square's work, so aka the Lord's work. Dread Queen Story Hours live poll. How did they finally find Joe Biden's secret seventh grandchild? Biden sniffing dog or child sniffing Biden? Oh my goodness. That's a great question, dear. I don't know how he comes up with these. That is fantastic. Let's see who's winning. The child sniffing Biden is winning. So tonight we are going to talk about the child sniffing Biden. Uh, I don't think we'll talk about the Biden sniffing dog. I don't know if you guys know this about the Biden dogs, uh, but apparently that dog that they replaced the other dog with, Biden family dog, um, actually bit secret service people like a bunch of times and was generally terrorizing all of them. And had to be sent away, if I understand correctly. So let's see if there's any news about it. We can start with that, and then we'll talk about the grandchild. Yeah, let's talk about this one. This is sad, okay? Because a dog's behavior is very much a reflection of the owner, the owner's personality. If the owner's a shady um, piece of work, your dog is probably going to reflect that. I think that's part of the reason that um, certain breeds of dogs are the way they are. It's because they're owned by terrible people. It's a component I still credit the breeds in some in some cases with being an issue too because some dogs are simply bred to fight or to have very strong jaw strength or whatever. Let's read a little bit. Biden family dog commander has bitten several Secret Service agents email show. Emails describe several biting incidents involving the two-year-old German Shepherd between Washington and Delaware dating from October 2022 to January of this year. At least two of the bites occurred while Commander was off a leash. Hmm, sounds like someone is not taking good care of him. Here's the thing. With the dog of a famous person, there's always someone there who's working with them. There's always someone there who's taking care of them, someone there who's training them. And I'm not sure why they're not training this dog properly and why they're not giving it the kind of attention and care it deserves. Um, but I do think it's very irresponsible for that person to just allow the dog to, first of all, be off the leash at all, especially if it's happened more than once. Holy crap, this is wild to me. I know, I'm sure you guys have commentary in the comments, so let me know. Um, any key says, in my defense, corgis are nuts. I have a friend who has a corgi. They're so cute, but yes, they can be terrible. St. Miles says, bad dog, bad owner, for sure. Hello, Stuart, there in the chat. St. Miles, glad you're here on time, about time. Oh, no, I clicked a thing. I don't want press releases. Thank you, though, Judicial Watch. I do appreciate that. Good for them for advertising. Oh, no, they're ad not advertising. This is, this is who Politico is citing. That's cool. Good for them. It's from the 25th. Secret Service records reveal 10 attacks by Biden, 
He's German Shepherd Commander. Oh, this is so sad. Commander, bite, sick. Uniform Division Officer, redacted at post, redacted two times, one time in the upper right arm, and second bite on the officer's thigh. The bad thing about a dog bite on the thigh, and really any kind of wound to the thigh, especially the inner thigh, is because there is that there are arteries there. And if you hit an artery with a bite or a stab wound, um, you might die, and you need to be really careful about that. An email later, sent later that day from a captain of the uniform division whose name is redacted states that he was advised that the dog was up to date on all vaccines. Oh, well, that's good because if you don't bleed out, you might also get rabies or something. It sounds like they're just taking terrible care of these dogs. And frankly, I'm not at all surprised. I feel like everything with this administration is shady and awful and subpar. And when they said that the adults were back in charge, they were absolutely lying and... They just make me feel like the entire world is like on shaky footing. And I hate that so much. Although I think this would be a good lesson to most people to just not put too much faith in the federal federal government. At the end of the day, that's probably the main takeaway here. Focus on your family. Focus on your church and try and make sure that you're building your own community strongly instead of putting too much confidence in the federal government. So let's talk a little bit more about the Bidens. That was terrible. I admit, I feel really bad for those dogs. Uh, Serenko says you can bleed out in minutes. You absolutely can. If you get an artery nicked, hello dear, I hear Andy over there. Breaking in an interview with People Magazine, Joe Biden finally acknowledges that he does in fact have seven grandchildren. Oh, it's early to crack open a cold one, but Andy just did. Thank you, dear. Andy just brought me uh, Dr. Pepper. because it's. Oh, he wants to go on a date with me. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks. I will see you later, dear. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Thanks, dear. Stuart says, my border collie was always off the lead. It is down to the owner and trust. Yes. So I think that it's possible that the White House is far too stimulating for a dog, especially a dog as high strung as a German Shepherd. However, if you guys recall, Luke Rakowski owned a dog of a certain breed persuasion. I'm somewhat correlating here and he talked about her sometimes but very very important to train them carefully and make sure that their environment is managed so that they're not overstimulated and she was a very good dog very very good dog very carefully trained good stuff Serenko says yay date night <laughs> yes correct thanks dear we've been going on as many dates as humanly possible because we know that in just a few months we're not going to have any time to ourselves probably for the rest of our lives so we're really trying to make the most of it while we can um that's obviously a hyperbole hyperbolic statement Parents, married people especially, have to prioritize their relationship even above their children in order to preserve themselves for their kids. So they have to make a point of going on dates even after they have kids. So let's read this about the mysterious apparating seventh Biden grandchild. In an interview with People Magazine, Joe Biden finally acknowledges he does in fact have seven grandchildren, saying Jill and I only want what is best for all of our grandchildren, including Navy. I don't think he's ever said this particular granddaughter's name before. And I have to say, he is just reprehensible for it. And I don't say that because I wish that she had the Biden last name. Honestly, I think it's probably a huge blessing that she hasn't had the Biden last name. These people are just skeevy and slimy AF, as the kids say. Not good people. Really, really disgusting, disturbing, corrupt, and just nasty people. But 
Her mom was pushing for her to be involved as a member of the family because she was assuming that there were benefits associated with the last name. And I think that's probably a fair thing to wish for your daughter, especially since she was a member of the family. She's a really cute little girl. I feel really bad for her. She shouldn't be in this position. I feel like she deserves a better family. But let's see what he has to say. Navy, one of the president's seven grandchildren, has recently been the subject of headlines as Republicans have criticized the president for previously touting his six grandchildren. That's right. He should be criticized. Everyone should be criticized for when they lie. Joe Biden does not have six grandchildren unless you then continue to say, and also another one, seven grandchildren. I have seven grandchildren saying I have six grandchildren tells an incomplete, dishonest, inaccurate story just like the Bidens always do. I have to say this is very on brand for them and not at all, not at all surprising. Just nasty nonsense. But again, exactly what we expect from them. So, I mean, we're not surprised. I just wish that they had acknowledged this sooner. Let's go to the bottom and see what people concludes. This is not a political issue. It's a family matter. His statement continues, Jill and I only want what's best for all our grandchildren, including Navy. A source familiar with the situation tells people that the recent, re- recently resolved child support dispute between Hunter and London has dictated how the relationship has played out so far. You have to remember there were some fairly contentious legal proceedings between Navy's parents happening on just until just a few weeks ago. As grandparents, the Bidens are following Hunter's lead, the source says, adding they are and always have been giving Hunter and London the space and time to figure things out. Aren't they sweet? They're so wholesome. It's more like Joe Biden finally took a look at this ridiculously low polling and said, oh my gosh, you know what? This looks really bad. Let's try to get something that... um." doesn't look quite so bad. Let's let's go for something that makes me look a little bit better than I actually am. We'll see about that. Here he is. Hunter Biden carries son Bo at the White House on November 21st, 2022. And I would just like to remind everyone that Hunter Biden took it upon himself to fornicate with his brother's widow after his brother died and his brother's name was Bo. I told you this family was skeevy. This is an awful family and not just because they're openly corrupt and playing with the future of our country so that they can earn a few extra dollars. Truly disgusting. They're crazy about me and I'm crazy about them. The president said of his grandkids in an episode of the Smartless podcast, yeah, good choice of name, in 2022. Every single day I contact every one of my grandchildren That was a freaking lie, as we're finding out now. He didn't even think of Navy Joan as his grandkid at the time, but he does now because the polls tell him that he probably should treat him like, treat her like a human being. So that's disgusting. I really dislike the Biden family. I respect, as I always have, the office of the presidency, and I despise the person currently filling it. Stewart says, funny how this comes up right around Hunter's court case. That's right. Got to make Hunter look like a human being and um, got to make him look, uh, uh, make it kind of a human interest story. Make it really kind of personable. 
Texas Ranger says, hi, Lydia and Andy. Hello. St. Miles says, I wouldn't trust him with a kid. I wouldn't either. And I'm very glad that she's almost never around him. Totally sketch family. Janice says, horrible. Yeah, gross. Luke's dog did not pass away. She's still, as far as I know, she's still there. She's very young. Last time I saw her, I actually saw her when she was a puppy. I watched the ear development and it was a wonderful experience. I would love to one day repeat, but we'll see what happens. German Shepherds are a challenging breed. All right, you guys, we're going to talk about how the entire world is going to be boiling in two years or something like that. I don't know if you guys saw, but I'm also going to pull up this tweet from Hillary um, Clinton. Wild what she's accusing the um, the MAGA Republicans of doing. She's really, literally acting like a tribal shaman and trying to blame it on her political opponents because the weather is hot. Good stuff. Climate of fear. UN Chief Guterres warns era of global boiling is here. So it's not global warming. It's not climate change. It's none of that. It's global boiling. We are frogs boiling in a pot. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. United Nations Chief Antonio Guterres on Thursday night rolled out some of the most apocalyptic climate rhetoric to date, declaring the era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. He went on to lament how terrifying it is seeing children swept away by monsoon rains, families running from the flames, workers collapsing in scorching heat. The veteran Portuguese socialist, shock. Are you shocked? Is anyone shocked that this person is a socialist? Raise your hand, drop an F in the chat if you think this is shocking that he's a socialist because I certainly am not. Um, painted his picture of a world in peril during a statement, a stream speech from the UN headquarters in New York, returning once more to a theme of climate doom he's used almost without respite since he took office. Not surprising. So you're telling me that in order to stop the weather, I just need to vote for a leftist politician? That is crazy how that aligns with leftist ideas. That's so interesting. I find myself bemused by this information. Let's hop over to Hillary Clinton's Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash. I was going to say Hillary Clinton, I think is probably her handle. This is the bonus hole. We're not too worried about this stuff. Sure is her. Let's see here. Gosh. Okay. So. We have soporifics. We have hyperbole. Ah, yes, this one's good. George Alexopoulos, vote for us to change the weather in response to, she got ratioed on this, and I want to show this to you guys, 41.8 thousand comments, 34.3 likes. That's amazing. Hot enough for you, Hillary asks, thank a MAGA Republican, or better yet, vote them out of office. That's right. If you vote for our political agenda, you won't have to worry about the weather being hot. Isn't that exciting? This is a novel approach. Here we have Cap Action. Cap Action is a holding our leaders accountable and fighting alongside AMPROG. I'm assuming that's American progress to improve the lives of all Americans through bold progressive policies. <gasps> no thanks. MAGA Republicans are pouring fuel onto the climate crisis fire. There's a bunch of headlines saying it's getting hot out there. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's almost like 
It's July. Who knew? Andy says some like it hot. Hillary Clinton does not. She thinks that in order to fix this problem, you should probably be voting for people like her. Maybe you should have put her in office in the first place. But I just want to highlight that Joe freaking Biden, the child sniffer in chief, has been in office since 2020. And this is still ongoing. What's the holdup? What's the big deal? Why aren't Democrats fixing all this? I'm just saying. If they really thought this was a climate emergency, they probably wouldn't be buying houses on Martha's Vineyard like the Obamas did. What do I know? I'm not leftist enough. But let's continue with this rhetoric of global boiling. The consequences are clear and they're tragic. Children swept away by monsoon rains, family running from flames, workers collapsing in scorching heat. Dun, dun, dun. For vast parts of North America, Asia, Africa, and Europe, it is a cruel summer. (sighs) R.I.P. How will we ever recover? Here he is wearing a mask. Good for him. Guterres spoke as a separate analysis for the month, published Friday by Leipzig University climate scientist Karsten Haustein. Estimated July could possibly finish 0.2 degrees Celsius warmer than the 2019 record. My goodness. What are we going to do? I feel like a frog in a boiling pot. Dr. Haustein predicted not only would that make it the warmest month on record, but potentially in thousands, if not tens of thousands of years, probably in millennia. Millennia since time began. The hottest weather we've ever had. Oh, right. The um, the thermo- thermometer wasn't invented until like 400 years ago. But probably this is the hottest we've ever seen ever. Ever. And it's all our fault, probably. And if we just voted for leftists, probably wouldn't be happening. Climate disruption is happening now. It is progressing even faster than the world's top scientists have predicted. The UN Secretary General said, is outpacing our effort to address it. Climate change is running faster than we are. And I just have to say, I hate the UN. My hatred for the UN dates back almost as far as my dislike for politicians in general. The UN is not just worthless. They are actively a negative in the world. They are actually making the world a worse place. And I think that um, we'd be much better off without them. I put the UN right up there with the WHO. I put them up there with the, uh, you know, World Health, you know, World Health Organization, right? I just said that. And uh, as well as uh, all of our American organizations. Andy says, why won't they just stop oil? That's right. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys see this? I'm sure you did. But it's from a few days ago. Let's see. Woman screams. At protesters, child. Furious mom screams, my baby needs to go to the hospital. At protesters. Just stop oil yobs. That's a great word. I have no idea what it means, but now I wish I did. What's a yob? We're looking this up now. I think we need to go to Urban Dictionary UK version for this one. A yob is a rude, noisy, and aggressive young person. That's a fair analysis, But from my understanding, lots of these Just Stop Oil people are actually really kind of old. Let's see what we can see here in the way of age. Let's see if we can see anything. Yeah, they are relatively young people. She looks like she's losing her mind. Um, my commentary on this was that if you were in between me and an emergency room when my child needed emergency care, you would be needing to make your own emergency appointment because it would not end well for you. 
And my philosophy with these people who st- stop in the middle of the roads, I can say this because I'm in Florida now, um, is just the concept of not stopping. Just not stopping if these people are in the way. Especially, especially if my child is like bleeding out in the back seat or can't breathe or is turning blue or whatever. I just don't stop. I don't have to go fast, but it's your choice to move or to or to test whether your 140 pound soy fueled body is going to stop before my car does, because I'm pretty sure the car wins that one. People pay to be on these roads. Don't tell me you've never got in an effing car. Two hours later, just hours later, a golf star stepped in, stepped in to fend off another group of eco yobs who disrupted play at the Open 2023. The three just stop oil protesters with a smoke flare and an orange powder paint stormed the 17th green at Royal Liverpool today with Billy Horschel helping stop them in their tracks. I don't know if you guys saw, but when they ran onto this dance floor, I think in Sweden, the cameraman directed a, um, the, the actual moving overhead camera, Andy would know what it's called, directed this camera at them and whomped them with it as they were trying to run across the, um, across the dance floor. And I just thought that was fantastic. I was like, that's exactly how it should be handled. You know what, guys? I've heard this really interesting theory and I'm kind of entertaining it now. I've heard the theory that these yobs, as the sun is calling them, and frankly, I completely agree, um, are probably paid for by some of these big oil corporations. And that's a really interesting idea, right? Because who could make green protesters look worse than just stop oil people? It's a great question, right? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just thought it was a really interesting concept because it does make them look so bad and it's so pointless. But it's possible that these people, even if they were paid by some some company like BP or Shell, wouldn't even know it because all you have to do is go through just like a couple extra steps and be like, just stop oil. That's right. We're doing what's best for the world and really behind the scenes is paid for by BP or Shell. <laughs> Andy says it's called um, a camera thing that I'm not going to repeat on the stream. I know it's the Friday night bonus hole, but we, this is still a family show. It's just where we dump all our extra bonus things we found during the week. Thank you, dear. Appreciate that. I think it's called, oh, dang it. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the scaffolding that carries the camera overhead while people are moving underneath it. Like they would be for dancing with the stars or whatever. Oh, dang it. Why can't I remember what it's called? KO by camera. That's right. They were knocked out. There was an amazing close-up of the protester. Yeah, it was fantastic. Not saying they should get run over, but they would definitely stop lying on the roads if they did. That's true. St. Miles says speed bumps. Meh. I mean, what are they going to do if your car doesn't stop? And I've, I've thought about this sincerely. I'm like, okay, well, I'm unlikely to ever run into any of these yobs, which is a word I love and I'm now going to start using all the time. Um, but if I did, What's stopping me? It's, it's not their noodly arms and their, you know, ridiculously underdeveloped muscles. That doesn't stop a car. In fact, we saw some of these protesters get dragged by, I think, a trucker in Germany who then ended up, of course, getting in huge trouble. And he says, just stop oil, just don't stop. Yes, Stuart, thank you. We could just ask Stuart for um, a translation between US and UK terms. That's great. Janice says, won't our bodies acclimate, though? A guy I used to work with from India wasn't bothered by our 90 degrees, as he said he was used to 110 to 115 degree temperatures. That's right. 
India is really interesting because it does get super hot over there. And they, that's actually why they drink tea all the time because it makes them sweat, which then makes them feel cooler because the purpose of sweat is to cool you and to reduce the temperature pressure on your body. One of the frogs peed in the pool. That's why it's hotter. St. Miles, you're correct, I think. It's been a very mild summer in SoCal. We've only used the AC one day so far. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on. Who knows? Oh, it's a boom. Yes. Thank you. Uh, St. Miles' boom shakalaka. Okay. Everybody calm down. And Andy adds, if it does take 100 years, we can probably get used to it. That's right. I remember, I remember Tim Poole used to talk about how there used to be much consternation about the concept of too much horse poop on the roads once people were driving a bunch of horse buggies. And then it turned out we solved that problem in a different way down the road. And Scott Adams is constantly talking about human ingenuity. And if you follow human progress on Twitter, they're constantly talking about ways that people are coming to terms with the different challenges that living in this world presents because it does present a lot of different problems. And humans, not just Americans, but humans in general have constantly risen to the occasion. It's been great. And uh, I think that's a good perspective to have on this. And it gives you the right kind of um, white pill that's needed when you're listening to someone talk hyperbolically about a boiling climate boiling or whatever. Absolute nonsense. Stupid. I'm going to take a sip of my Dr. Pepper. And then we're going to talk about this. This is kind of sobering. So we're going to kind of shift it down a little bit and get a little serious. Free ad for Dr. Pepper. It's one of the only sodas I've ever liked. I used to drink it with my aunt who then went on to die of cancer. I miss her immensely. Detransitioner tells Congress her childhood was ruined by gender reassignment. This is not the detransitioner in question. I don't know why they put this person here. Anyway, a 19-year-old woman called on Congress to halt gender reassignment therapies and surgeries for minors Thursday, saying that her childhood was ruined by the medical interventions. I used to believe that I was born in the wrong body, Chloe Cole told members of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution and limited government. And the adults in my life whom I trusted affirmed my belief and this caused me to in lifelong irreversible harm. I speak to you today as a victim of one of the biggest medical scandals in the history of the United States of America. I speak to you in the hope that you will have the courage to bring the scandal to an end and ensure that others, vulnerable teenagers, other vulnerable teenagers, children, and young adults don't go through what I went through. The Biden administration has stood four square behind so-called gender-affirming care with Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine, a transgender woman, saying in May that there was no argument among medical professionals about the value and importance of the procedures. Rachel themselves has not gone through the actual surgery, if I understand correctly, and is constantly talking about how grateful they are that they were able to have children before they transitioned, which is very telling when you think about it. Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard, Levine told ABC News earlier this month. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? There is no such thing as the wrong puberty. You go through the puberty that you are intended to go through, and that knowledge should make everybody feel a little bit better about how difficult puberty and adolescence are, because it is hard. It's uncomfortable. I remember feeling like really awkward with myself, not really understanding how things were going to work out. I had no idea what my future was going to look like and I wasn't very comfortable being myself. I was very tall by the time I was, 
you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. Very uncomfortable. Did not feel like a Disney princess. Had much more in common with a Disney villain. We need to stop telling 12-year-olds that they're born wrong, that they're right to reject their own bodies and feel uncomfortable with their own skin, said Cole, who told lawmakers Thursday she felt uncomfortable during puberty and told her parents at that age that she wanted to transition and become a boy. We need to stop telling children that puberty is an option, that they can choose what kind of puberty they will go through, just like they can choose what clothes to wear or music to listen to. Puberty is a rite of passage to adulthood, not a disease to be mitigated. The left likes to pretend that pregnancy is a disease to be mitigated, too. These things are lies, okay? It's so interesting to me how the left refuses to acknowledge any of the basic truths about human nature. And I was thinking of this most recently in the context of um, how they're going after the Florida curriculum regarding slavery. One of the greatest features of human nature is its ability to bounce back from incredibly difficult situations. Now, Greg Gutfeld, I think it was, got into big trouble for saying people like Viktor Frankl came out of their experiences, yes, even in concentration camps, and made amazing differences to the world, not despite their difficulties, but because of what they went through and because of the hard times that they were forced to endure. It troubles me that leftism constantly seeks to take away the best parts of humanity in exchange for, what, a plastic facsimile? Um... They're trying to make life so much easier for everyone that they, they either don't understand or don't, don't care that humans demand difficulty to make the best of themselves. That's just it at the end of the day. That's why people go to the gym. That's why people have kids. That's why people do difficult things and cause themselves to be challenged at work and in life in general. This is what makes us stronger. We don't get stronger by sitting around eating candy, and looking at devices. And that is what the left is literally telling people to do. I saw that there was, I was reading a Blaze article with my friend earlier today about how in Philadelphia they're going to have FatCon, where they bring in all these people who are upset that obesity is not universally accepted or accepted in the U.S. And they're going to tell them that it's fine surviving a fatphobic world. It's not what you should be doing. That is not what you should be doing. It might be difficult, but you need to tell these people that the harder thing is the better thing to do. Consistently through life, my conclusion has always been doing the harder thing is going to be what's better for you. And this applies to this gender stuff too. They want to say you need to take the easy path. You need to do the easier thing. You need to do what makes your life less difficult, which is interesting because in the long run, these kinds of treatments, so-called, they're not treating anything except actual normal human functions. Trying to fix these things is only going to create more problems down the road. In fact, um, Chloe goes on to talk about some of those issues. St. Miles says, what? Fat con? That's right. I'll pull up that article next. Today I should be at home with my family celebrating my 19th birthday. Instead, I'm making a desperate plea to my representatives. Learn the lessons from other medical scandals like the opioid crisis to recognize that doctors are human too. And sometimes they're wrong. Chloe's parents sought advice from specialists who diagnosed their daughter with gender dysphoria and put her on puberty blockers and testosterone therapy starting at age 13. 
The interventions were based on coercion, according to Cole, who said one specialist she consulted threatened her parents, asking, would you rather have a dead daughter or a living transgender son? This is a very common line from therapists, and we're going to talk about what they're doing in Hawaii next, because therapy ain't no good anymore. And I talk to Andy about this all the time. He thinks there's, he believes still that there is a net positive to therapy at this point. And I am here to tell you when they're telling you that you have a choice between a dead daughter and a live son, there is no hope. Pretty much for the entire profession, it needs to be cut down to the ground and built up again. At age 15, Cole underwent a double mastectomy. My childhood was ruined along with thousands of detransitioners that I know through our network, she said. It caused permanent changes to my body. My voice will forever be deeper. My jawline sharper. My nose longer, she added. My bone structure permanently masculinized. My Adam's apple more prominent. My fertility unknown. I look in the mirror sometimes and I feel like a monster. That's a horrible thing to do to a child. It's a horrible thing to do to someone of any age, but especially an impressionable young child. That's disgusting to me. Cole has also experienced menopausal hot flashes, joint pains, and must live with immense scars on her chest from the double mastectomy. I was cancer-free, of course. I was perfectly healthy. There was nothing wrong with my still-developing body or my breasts, she said. After they were taken away from me, the tissue was incinerated before I was able to legally drive. I had a huge part of my future womanhood taken from me. I will never be able to breastfeed, she went on, before pointing out that the surgery meant to prevent her from committing suicide nearly drove her to take her own life. When my specialist first told my parents that they could have a dead daughter or a living transgender son, I was not suicidal. I was a happy child who struggled because she was different. However, at 16, after my surgery, I did become suicidal. I'm doing better now. But my parents almost got the dead daughter promised to them by my doctors. My doctors had almost created the very nightmare that they said they were. I will add in said they were because she said that they were trying to avoid. I will say that this is what her doctors said because I believe firmly that doctors do this kind of stuff so that they can just make money. And I've constantly complained about the fact that we have divorced the way that people earn their money from morals and principles and cultural pressure. Because if there were scruples behind these doctors, if there was cultural pressure on the people who do this, you can bet your buttons that they would be less likely to do it. Let's look at, let me think about what we're going to talk about next. Mm, I had a bunch of different directions I was going to go. Let's see if I can see what you guys say. There are still great therapists out there. They need to have boundaries, said Blue Reader. Well, they're certainly not in Hawaii. That's what we'll talk about next. Hawaii Health Department trains future therapists to conceal conversations with LGBT youth from parents. So there you go. This is what's happening in one state, and I guarantee you that it's coming soon to a state near you. In fact, I'm shocked that more states aren't more open about this right now. A presentation offered by employees of the Hawaii Department of Health encourages staff and graduate students at the University of Hawaii Center for Cognitive Behavior Therapy. This is CBT. This is the ther- the form of therapy that I thought we could depend on the most. Not to document their conversations with LGBTQ plus youth. To hide it entirely. And they explain why. The training, entitled Affirming Practice with LGBTQ plus Youth, and obtained by Fox News Digital through a Freedom of Information Act request, was delivered to staff and graduate students at the university on May 5th by two members of the Hawaii Department of Health's Child and Adolescent Mental Health Division Safe Spaces Committee. So Hawaii has a Safe Spaces Committee in their mental health division. That's really nice. This is the state 
This is not a group in Hawaii. This is not a practice of therapists in Hawaii. This is the state of Hawaii pushing this down. The presenters were Kimberly Allen, chair of the Safe Spaces Committee, and Robin Lee, a member of the committee. Be careful about what you document. Parents may be able to access the information the presentation notes under a slide about confidentiality. The same slide, which told viewers to be aware of Hawaii's age of consent for mental health services law for youth 14 and older, also stated it should always be the LGBTQ plus person's decision to whom and when they disclose their orientation or identity. Being LGBTQ plus is not a, is not a safety risk, but being out could be. You know who's the actual threat to these children? It's not the therapist who's scheming with them to cut off their literal body parts. It's probably their parents who might have an issue with that. Let's read this slide. All right. Be careful about what you document. Parents may be able to have access to the information. Be aware of Hawaii's age of consent. Right. That's covered. Asked about the warning against documenting information related to LGBTQ plus students. Allen, in a statement provided through the state health department's communications office, told Fox News Digital, when we say be careful what you document, we convey the clinicians when deciding what words to use in documentation should carefully consider the youth's individual situation and any harm that may arise from writing about a youth's identity in the medical record. If a youth is not out to their parents, but discloses their identity to their therapist, the therapist could inadvertently inform the parents if they document this information in the medical record and if the parent requests a copy of that record. So in healthcare, and I don't know if it's the same in therapy, but I assume that a lot of this information is protected by HIPAA, which is why they're talking specifically about minors in this instance, because parents have access, obviously, to minors' information until they reach the age of majority, which apparently in Hawaii is age 14. Um, They should have access to this stuff. But after the age of majority, they do not have any more access to that information. So the state of Hawaii is telling these therapists to chart inaccurately and dishonestly for the explicit sake of hiding information from parents of vulnerable children, especially children who are in therapy for mental health issues, children who have very serious gender gender issues. And this is fine. Yeah, this is fine, guys. This is the state of therapy right now. Now, with that said, I will tell you right now that Andy and I met with a wonderful marriage therapist, a counselor who just sat down and talked with us. We weren't having crisis. We wanted to get our marriage on the right path because we were having a child soon. And we both know, we're smart enough to know that introducing a another person to the marriage is obviously going to create questions and issues and, you know, conversations that you've never had before. So, We sat down and talked to a fantastic therapist. I was shocked there was one in Massachusetts. She was great. She was lovely. She's very wise. She cared deeply about what we had to say, it seemed. And I actually recommended her to a couple different people that I knew because she was so insightful. People like that do exist, but I'm here to tell you that they are about to get extremely rare because if states like Hawaii are pushing this kind of stuff, this is exactly what happened with police during COVID, okay? Before COVID... There were a lot more good policemen out there. After COVID, after being told that they have to shut down private businesses for no reason whatsoever outside the scope of constitutional law, a lot of good politi- a lot of good policemen, I almost said good politicians, that's not a real thing. A lot of good policemen quit because they are good po- good policemen. And the same is going to go for therapists. Good therapists are going to quit because what therapist 
wants to put their license on the line if the state is telling them to hide these issues from the parents of children who are already in uncomfortable positions. The same goes for good doctors. I'm convinced if you start pressuring doctors to transition children, a lot of really good doctors are going to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. Goodbye. Change my mind. Sorenko says marriage therapy is a great resource. I wish more people would seek. Would definitely help with divorce rates for sure. I think so too. Stuart says all children are vulnerable. Yes, exactly. Especially, especially a kid who's literally in therapy. That child is in therapy for a reason. Okay, they're especially, especially vulnerable. Blue Reader says Hawaii is my alma mater and I have a very, hold on, woke degree. This started long after I graduated. Thank goodness. Yeah, for sure. St. Miles says, please post the Hawaii link in chat so it can be sent to family in Hawaii. Let me pull that up. Hawaii. Now I lost it, of course. Yes. Okay. They're training future therapists. Yeah. So technically this is future therapists, but it's something to know that this is a an institutional change coming down the pike for an entire state. An entire state. Stevie points out, if there's no proof of physical abuse, excluding parents is insane. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a link for the Hawaii article. Stasi tactics. Mm -hmm. I hate the trans kid or dead kid, even if it was true. It is not. It is so manipulative and disgusting. Yes, that alone should disqualify them entirely. I hate that degree of manipulation. I hate that kind of stuff. Ekim Althar says, I hope they host FatCon on the bottom floor. I was asking my friend today. I was like, I hope they're like forcing them to walk around the whole conference because some of these conference, you know, um, facilities can be huge, right? You can get a lot of steps in, but she was like, oh, they're just gonna have a bunch of scooters. I'm like, oh, you're right, aren't you? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Why would you burden a child with the anxiety of going through the wrong puberty? Exactly. They want these children to feel more pressure. They want them to feel worse. Absolutely. Andy says he wants me to see this thing. Let's see what's going on here. Oh gosh, what's happening? Good morning, Patriots. Don't get poked. Who's doing the poking here? Oh, I'm scared. Andrew, what have you sent me? and he smirks at what she did and Mitch turns into a turtle I don't know if you guys saw that I know you probably didn't hear it this is a later lady in green she's standing beside Mitch McConnell I don't know if you guys saw his episode the other day uh, he froze up and it looked like to a lot of spectators like he was having a seizure which was really interesting because this guy is theorizing that he poked her, him. That this lady poked Mitch McConnell. And look here. She reaches out. What is she doing? What is she doing? What's going on? We can't see what's in her hand. I don't know if it looks like there's anything in her hand. You guys let me know what you think. This guy's grinning. He thinks it's fantastic. Yeah, look at that. 
If nothing else, she reaches her, her hand, she taps him with the back of her knuckle. That is really interesting. What's going on here? And then the commentator says Mitch turns into a turtle. Mitch McConnell has always been a turtle, so it's not really a change of pace. That's really interesting. Thank you, Andy, for drawing this to my attention. That's super interesting. Look at the position of her fingers. Mm, I'm skeptical. I'm always skeptical. That's pretty shady. That's pretty shady. That is super interesting. I always like interesting stuff like that because I don't really entertain it. I'm just like, what's going on here? I'm just asking questions, as Jesse Ventura used to like to say. And that is a very interesting question indeed to ask because I didn't really comment on the Mitch McConnell thing because he's 81 years old, right? He's literally up there with Biden. He's only a year older than Joe Biden and he's only... Um, four years older than Donald Trump. So all of these people who are in charge of our country are too old. They should not be in charge. They are past the general age of, you know, lifespan. And that shouldn't surprise anyone that they're having like freezing up spells and like Diane Feinstein not voting correctly on the floor the other day. And, um, yeah, geriatrics. We're led by geriatrics and it is unsurprisingly an absolute nightmare. And he says, now this one. Oh, boy. Comic Dave Smith. Let's see what this one is. It is the bonus hole. All right. I remember seeing this at the time and thinking it was goofy. I'm not saying it's all correct, but I'm definitely not laughing anymore, says our pal Dave Smith. Let's see if we can hear this. I'm going to turn it up all the way. Now one of those sources has summoned the governor. Alex Jones says he knows how they plan to depopulate. And he's trying to get us canceled. What? Let me see. Let me see what else we can see. I wish I could see um, captions on this. Yeah, unfortunately I can't. Let me see. Alex Jones looks so different now than he did then. That's crazy. Serenko says, because he's already gripping the podium and he didn't do that until he stopped speaking. Interesting. I want to believe, says Stevie. I don't really want to believe. I'd prefer to not think that everyone's out to get me. But, I mean, here we are. Things are weird. Um, Janice says, not too old. With age comes wisdom. I know. With age comes wisdom. Trust me, women my age are not the smartest bunch. I'm saying that the people in charge who are unable to put together coherent sentences, like Diane Feinstein the other day, she was supposed to be voting on a bill. When you vote on a bill, you say I or nay. She started giving her little speech right in the middle of it. Someone else had to stop her and say, Diane, just say I. So she did. That's too old. I'm sorry. And I say this as somebody who worked with senior citizens for the first decade of my career. There is a point at which you should not be making choices for other people. And I will tell you right now, I think that that time starts when you have reached, when you have exceeded the typical lifespan and or when you have less than 10 years to live. Okay. How much do you think Joe Biden cares about 
what happens in 2030. My child will be seven years old, okay? My child will be just starting their life. I'll only be about probably one third of the way through my own life. Joe Biden will be dead. I am not in favor of giving control of this country to people who will be dead within the next decade. Because why do they care about what happens in the future? They don't. They don't care at all. They don't have to. They will have won, right? They'll have gotten their, gotten their name recognition. They'll have their legacy sealed. They'll have the, all of their money. Their family will be set for life. Nah. Nah. I was going to get tagged with a COVID thing on this video. Right. Andy wants me to get canceled. I'm just saying. He says, no skip. How dare you skip Alex? Not going to happen. Just as all of you have growth and knowledge since your teens, etc., we just have to find the ones who exercise in that wisdom. I do not think that any of our current politicians exercise that wisdom, pretty much regardless of their age. How about, yes, our criteria should be wisdom, not necessarily age. No, I do not want to get canceled. Thank you, Stuart. $5 for the Alex Jones. Five pounds, excuse me. Five pounds for the Alex Jones truth jar. I appreciate it. I just want to say... Guys, I'm sad. I'm holding a little memorial for this family. There is a family that is leaving Florida. And I don't know how we're going to survive without them. I don't know if you guys saw this from CNN. (laughs) It's so sad. Quote, I never thought that I would have to flee a state. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see this ratio, because this is a truly glorious ratio. This family of four living in suburban Florida shares why they are packing up to leave. Tiffany and Kelly. Kelly is a man. This is very well off. This is a great clip. I have to play this clip from Governor DeSantis. I know you guys don't like him because he's running against your orange man. Let's hear what DeSantis has to say. Let's hear why these people are leaving Florida. What horrible, heinous, onerous thing did the devil, Ron DeSanctimonious, say that drove this family from Florida, my beautiful alligator state? The SB 254, uh, this will permanent outlaw the mutilation of minors. That's why this family is leaving Florida. Good riddance. Goodbye. I will literally help you pack. You're going to need a bigger trailer because holy cow, you guys are clearly well off and have a ton of crap. (gasps) Wow. 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 Speaking of wow, Brian Nichols, whom I appreciate deeply, says states sorted by domestic net migration. Uh, 2022. 318,000 people moved to Florida. Population change, 1.9%. Texas is a close second. Way down at the bottom, the most child gender-affirming care positive states in the country. California lost almost 350,000 people. A net change of 0.03%, negative 0.03%, with New York close behind. Isn't that interesting? But this one family, that's who we're going to focus on because they're leaving Florida because Ron DeSantis said that they couldn't horribly harm their child, whom they have convinced is transgender. Good stuff. I don't know how Florida is going to carry on without this lovely family. I, for one, am crushed. I wish them the best. Actually, I do wish them the best, at least their child, because this child has clearly been relentlessly lied to for years to the degree that oh my gosh 
I really dislike parents like this. You can complain about drag queen story hour performers and you can complain about politicians, but if we didn't have parents who are willing to do this to their children, parents who are willing to sacrifice their children for a little bit of clout and for a little social justice stuff, we wouldn't be in this boat in the first place. And I just want to point out how recently this has happened, because if I recall correctly, it was just January when Matt Walsh was going after I think it was Vanderbilt and talking about how they were actually doing this to kids and there was a great to do. Of course they're not doing this to kids. No one would ever do this to children. Here we are in July of the same year, seven months later, we have a child and their family who are leaving Florida because they can't do this to their child. Matt Walsh was right. And I think he will be many times in the future. How can they call that oppression? Oppression. Oh, man, I don't know. It is a tiny trailer for that. House is Andy. It's like they're moving the walk-in closet. Yes. Andy says, I'm so tired of conservatives being right. Man, I am too. I'm sick of it because my parents, I used to assume, were super Debbie Downers. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Of course, you're being crazy. You guys are being so hyperbolic, just allowing these people to get married and allowing these people to do you know, whatever they want. It's not that big a deal. What are you guys worried about? So dumb. No. They were right. They were right about everything. And not only that, they weren't even hyperbolic enough for what's actually happened. So, man, it's crazy. We live in crazy times and it's it feels like it's only going to get worse. But I will tell you right now, I also feel like this is about to break. I feel like this is going to stop because people are getting sick of it. Parents are done tolerating this. There are still a lot of sane parents. Parents on both sides of the aisle don't feel heard by people like on school boards. You have Muslim parents coming out and saying, um, no, actually, we don't want our kids to be indoctrinated by all this stuff. Um, and yeah, I think that's great. I think that once you turn parents into a voting block, there's not really a good way to come back from that. Stuart says, for your baby's homeschooling fund, thank you very much. We are going to need that. I am looking forward to homeschooling with the kids. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like um, regular school forces kids to sit still for way too long. I don't think you need that much time. I think you need to introduce a love of learning. And then from there, you just kind of let them take it away. What do you want to study? You want to learn about science? awesome. You want to read more? You want to write? That's cool. You want to paint? You want to do all this stuff? Andy loves to paint. He loves the computer. He doesn't love to paint. He loves art. He also loves computers. He loves the technology stuff. He likes to keep up with that stuff. I like to write. I like to draw. I like to do all this stuff too. Our kids are going to be able to do whatever they want to do. They won't have to fit into a public school box. They're not going to be widgets of the state and they're not going to be indoctrinated by this nonsense and I could not be happier. So, Slippery slope no longer considered a fallacy, says Andy. Yes. That was something I mentioned the other day. I was like, man, I don't know who called it a fallacy, but they were lying to us because the way things have shaken out, man, it's uh, it's not a fallacy. It's just the way things are. And it's what you can expect from leftists. But I digress. Thank you guys all so much for joining me on my Friday bonus haul. It's good stuff. Andy says porn turns your kids into sexual deviants. And now we have a transdemic. Oh, my spicy words. Lots of people, even on the right, are just fine with porn, but that is a conversation for another day and one we are not prepared to have because men across the board, the purchasers of this material are quick to defend it. And I think it's partly because they know it's wrong. And I know it's harsh to say that, but it's kind of the same. 
I will just say this in closing. It's the same energy I get from men defending porn as I get from women defending abortion. Okay? That's a spicy take, but hear me out. I think that women defend abortion so rapidly because they recognize that it's wrong and they feel guilty about it because if they admit that it's wrong, it means that they've done something terrible. And that makes me feel bad for them because if you've gotten an abortion, you have done something terrible. But in order to have a correct perspective on life, you have to tell the truth, right? You have to come to terms with the truth and you have to understand it as it is. St. Miles, thank you for future kid treats. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate that. So generous of you. Um, St. Serenko says, I don't think it ever was a fallacy for sure. For sure. Some slips are indeed slippery. Yeah. But porn, abortion, same wavelength. People defend them knee jerk because they feel guilty about it. Uh, and because nobody actually will sit down and look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know what, maybe I am wrong about this. Nobody's ever going to come to terms with it. And then we're just going to be stuck with the situation we have now, which is exactly what it feels like we have currently because it's what's happening. So I digress. Let me know if you agree or disagree, but let me know over on Twitter since we're done for this evening and I'm about to close up shop. Thank you guys all so much for your super chats. Truly appreciate it. Stevie says young people become addicted to it. They seek out the crazier videos. It's definitely a problem worth addressing. Yes, 100%. And I'm no expert. I've never engaged with it. I don't really engage with people who do engage with it a lot. Um, most of the people around me for most of my life have found it to be disturbing and a very, very bad thing. And I don't think you can be a feminist and be in favor of porn, honestly, but that again, different conversation for a different day. So I'll have to put my thoughts together on that. Maybe I'll write about something on my Substack. haven't written on there for a while, so I should probably look into that for sure. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekends. Hopefully it's coolish where you are. Um, it's starting to cool down here and then we're looking at flood warnings. So that's fun too. pick your poison, I guess. Um, I will see you all on Monday. Until then, remember, stay safe, stay well, stay out of Target. Bye, guys. Until next time.